somebody like uh, what's that Adam, De- Adam Demant character from Workaholics that podcasters are lazy or whatever. Now all those guys from Workaholics they got a podcast now. Whoop de doo. I do want to say it's all professional, but well, I admit that I'm a little lazy and I want my co-host Nikki Lates to kick off the show every time, so I don't have to think of a killer intro or a cold open that's actually funny, and we can go right into the podcast. Yeah, it kind of helps set me up for the first joke of the evening. He's not here tonight. I don't know why. If he was a professional, he would have showed up. The show must go on. Doesn't get canceled. Podcast continues no matter what. That's the golden rule. I was, Well, actually, I was surprised he did come through when he was vomiting one time. That happened. I mean, I can't lie about that because you can go back a couple episodes and you can tune into that, right? But mm-hmm. So we'll just kick yeah. off the show in the most natural way I can think of. We'll go right into, let's see, what's going to happen on this show? Well, we're talking about this movie called Polar. Came out on Netflix a few years ago, but it has a pretty stellar actor on it, Mads Mikkelsen and uh, Michelson Mikkelsen. It sounds like milk, like you're saying the word milk, but he's a Danish actor. He's a really great actor, actually. So he's in Polar. He's also won uh, the best picture of the year from, well, internationally anyway. And we'll get into that in a bit during our headlines. Um, we're covering Polar. We're covering our favorite bits. we got a voicemail coming in from Nikki Lates. We'll be playing that a little bit later. We'll also tell you a little bit about Acorn TV. It's a brand new year. Let's see what happens. Um, show's been blowing up left and right. Getting comments on YouTube. A uh, bunch of video plays on Facebook. I guess that's what you got to do. You got to have videos and you got to have podcasts. I don't know. We're not sinking. We're not a sinking ship like Joe Rogan. That's good. That's a good feeling. <laughs> <laughs> what did Joe Rogan ever do to you? To me? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He took really? such a big piece of the pie, Dave. 100 mil? Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. bargain whatever on with the yep. show you know i i would sell out too if i had the chance i'm not gonna lie you but would i'll never have that <laughs> now, what, what movie has that joke i bought in i, I didn't sell it i bought in <laughs> that's such that a good from, line um, that's from uh slc punk i think yeah that's right yeah towards the end she's like you're a fucking sellout and he's like i didn't sell out i bought in yeah that's a great <laughs> movie to too that. go watch that movie you know if you're tired of listening to us go watch that that's a good movie. That's a good way to start the show. Movie. If you're tired of listening to us, go watch something else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Watch, watch it at Super the Punk. end of the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Watch it afterwards. We'll recommend it for you. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we'll talk more about it at the very end of the show. Yeah. So let's we'll see. <laughs> yeah. What happened last week? I, I Yeah, we usually start out, um, if it gets teed off, then I talk about previously on Binge Watchers Podcast. You're right. right. Um, Adam got in touch with his inner child. Uh, after After two years and two seasons of anime... Dave hates anime. He's come to the conclusion we're going to leave it at that. Um, what? That's not um, true. Tonight's show, tonight's movie is based on a graphic novel, but it feels like live action anime. So we'll find out whether or not Dave likes tonight's movie. But first, we're going to go over to some uh, home video headlines. And you know what? The Oscars were late this year. Might have had Very. something to do with a pandemic that may or may not be going around. Um, so they just aired like the other night. And so we got, we're not going to give you a full Oscar report. 
it wasn't the year's greatest Oscars. I mean, I'll kick it over to my co-host in a second. He'll tell you his thoughts on the Oscars. Um, but I had a dog in the race, so I'm pretty happy. Uh, another round won Best Picture International. That's a pretty good Danish movie from Nordic Films. They're one of the three companies that put it out. Um, Dave recommended that I watch the director's speech, and it was uh, pretty impactful, actually, pretty inspiring. But the movie, actually, you know, it, I was trying to summarize what it does to you, the experience of watching a movie like Another Round. First, you feel awful. Well, then you feel better about feeling awful. And at the end <laughs> of the movie, you feel better about your own life. Oh, nice. And uh, yeah. I was reading now, you know, they're, they're already developing the American remake with Leonardo DiCaprio's company, I guess, won the bid. But they're saying that was happened pre-Oscar, but it's pretty much guaranteed now post-Oscar. I'm glad I saw the movie before the Oscar hype because that always happens. Something wins Best Picture and the people are like, oh, I don't think it's good enough. You know, because they're like, oh, it's way blown out of proportion now. But it's a great story. It's a great movie. I, I, I recommended it. You know, it was one of my top movies last year. I'd, lo I'd love people to go see it and tell us what they think about it. And then Dave's going to tell you the rest of the Oscars. That's all That's all for me. Tell us <laughs> all the rest of the Oscars, Dave. Yeah, all of them, Dave. Oh, no, just, just actually, Dave has a movie in the race, too, because he likes one of the movies that won some awards. So, I mean, I, I like quite a few of the movies. This was like the one year I saw every single solitary movie that was nominated. And yes, even down to the uh, short films. Um, but um, nothing that I, I mean, I don't know. There was no big front runner this year. It kind of just felt like uh, all the movies are pretty good. I knew what I didn't want to win, which was Mank. <laughs> um, but uh, Nomadland won. That's pretty awesome. Um, Chloe Zhao, I think is her name. Um, if I'm saying that right, won for Best Director of Nomadland, which was kind of historic because it was like what the second woman uh, director to win and also uh, like, one of only a handful of Asian directors to ever win. So that's, you know, pretty awesome. I just want to remind uh, you that during one of our behind the scenes extras we did over at stereo.com, you really were championing this movie, Dave. Well, I liked it at the time when we we're watching it, but I mean, of the nominations, I mean, there's a few others I like well, more than that. Like, well, Promising because Young there Woman. were only like 12 movies that got made last year. So they all got nominated by default. <laughs> right. That's, that's very true. It was. The I, know, I would have. I would have rather sound a metal or promising young woman, but I'm. I'm happy with Nomad Land winning. All right. um, I really liked it. And sound then I want to share. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. What were you saying? No, no. I just said sound of metal. Yes. Oh yeah, and sound of metal is a great movie, and Riz Ahmed should have won an award. That's guaranteed. Yeah, they were well. That okay. So let's just talk very quickly about the end of the Oscars, which was the biggest wet fart I've ever seen on any presents presentation. Everybody oh. anticipated Chad, uh, Chadwick Boseman to win, so they switched the order of things. I thought I fell asleep through the show, but no, they literally made Best Picture third to last to be um, presented, and then Best Actress and Actor, and I think everybody banked on Chadwick Boseman to win, and it would have been a fitting end to the show, the posthumously giving it to him. And then it went to Anthony Hopkins, who wasn't even there, and they're like, oh, the Academy accepts his award, and Goodbye, everybody. It was just like, what? The hell <laughs> what? So when you said wet fart, I thought you were going to talk about the butt dance that Glenn Close did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was the only good part of that show. Like that's uh, if if you didn't miss if you didn't watch the show, go find that on YouTube. That's yeah. all you need to watch. Um, yeah, I thought we were done talking about the Oscars. I didn't mean to cut the boys off a second ago. I was going to jump right into 
my favorite review of the new Mortal Kombat movie that just came out on HBO Max and in theaters, I guess, if people are still <laughs> in theaters. 140 characters or less from Twitter. Um, I think the guy's name is Cameron, but he said, uh, said it best, really. He goes, no Mortal Kombat, comma, no fun. <laughs> oh, oh my god i'm kind of down the middle on it you, i mean we've talked about it i i'm down the middle i think it's fine it's a three yeah. star or binge later um oh. yeah but this is a slippery slope because i said the same reason that you would enjoy mortal Kombat for is the same reason that most people enjoy anime and that's fine. I'm at the conclusion I don't like anime, but I understand why people do. Like it's just like, all right, my disliking of it shouldn't take away from your enjoyment well, do you, of it. Do you remember you know? what you said? Do you remember what what pocket you said Mortal Kombat filled for you? Pocket. <laughs> Remind me. Oh, good. All right. <laughs> oh, oh, just Start because. Oh, I'm sorry. Just because I wanted the gore and the fighting, and that's what I got from it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dave goes. Well, I love it for the sim- simple gore and fighting, and then you know. They're like, yeah, yeah. Is this a movie where you get drunk with your buddies or watch it, or you know, do you have a drink? Do you light up? Do you watch? Do you watch the movie afterwards and just have a lot of fun? And I'm like, wait a minute. So, watching it for gore and just to have fun is like the definition of like why 90% of the anime exists. Like that's the genre for it, you know. But anyway, you know, since you read a, a tweet, uh, that was a tweet, right? Yeah, that was a tweet. I found another tweet and it was about Nomad Land. I'd like to read. It's really short. Uh, Jeff Greenstein on Twitter said, allow me to ruin Nomad Land for you. When you watch a scene between Francis McDormand and actual genuinely homeless people, imagine her trailer 20 yards off screen stocked with Fiji water and pirate booty. Well, I don't think that Twitter person is that clued in because I don't I think she I don't think she. I think she lived the life during that yeah. time. I think was... I think she went f- full nomad or as close. Well, just like they say in the you know Tropic Thunder, you don't go full anything. But I think uh, <laughs> well, yeah. I think I think uh, I think she went about as far as she could. I don't I don't think I think the production actually was like I can't vet the truth of that tweet. I just yeah. know that its damaging impact affected my psyche. Just the thought of uh, that. <laughs> being true like was like oh yeah. that's see, terrible my of this movie is that like four people worked on it and they went out in the desert and they really really like without it, with the exception of having an a-lister as the star i think they really got humbled by this movie the way they made it well then uh if i'm it. if jeff greenstein is just completely wrong on that then <laughs> wow <laughs> well, like wow like i it's not like ruined for authority. me anymore he's, right he's like the authority right Man. No, no, well, I don't even know who he is. Like, yeah. <laughs> just something random. So the director of this, uh, like, has the next, like, one of the next big Marvel movies that's already like filmed and wrapped up. So from this little movie to like a huge Marvel thing. Oh, she's doing the Eternals, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I'd, I'd highly suggest anybody check out her other movie called The Writer, which is uh, like about a rodeo cowboy who like breaks his back getting bucked off a horse and like can't do what he does anymore. Um, one of those Johnny small Dunn. movies. <laughs> I, 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 that's the best Twitter way to say it, right? Oh, sorry. I was just gonna. I was just gonna say we can confirm that those guys on Twitter are definitely expert sources. And if you don't, no, 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 I don't think you have, uh, you have Jerry Beck, who is supposedly some kind of animation historian and avid blogger, who is claiming to have been in some kind of meeting or seen some kind of memo that 
Warner Brothers is phasing out all physical media by 2022. And that includes its back catalog of classic animation and uh, Tex Avery is going out of print and uh, other things. No Blu-rays, no DVD, no Blu-ray marketing plans for the future. Um, I looked for other sources of this. I found other articles that were claiming the same source, this Jerry Beck guy. I never heard. I never knew this guy existed. Yeah, so he's I actually – um, I, I am aware of who he is, actually. He's a big um, – he 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 deals a lot with anime. He's an animation historian, basically. So he's worked with a lot of companies like Warner Brothers on their like Warner with like the Looney Tunes releases and stuff like that. So I am. A, so he is actually a pretty reliable source, but I think he's got like he retracted this and um, said that like something was taken out of context. But like basically the output is not going to be that much, but I don't think it's totally going away. But. The writing's on the wall for a while. It's like slowly going to go away, anyways. It's um, just like vinyl I, records. It's like only collectors if you want it, right? Yeah, I mean, there's going to be stuff like uh, you're still going to have companies like Shout Factory or Criterion Collection that are going to like cater to people well, like me, but, but it's not going to be a main business like it used to be, right? Um, and they also like and like news came out I think last year that they were partnering partnering up with Universal Home Video to like to combine forces uh, for the home video department altogether. So I just think that Warner brothers is not going to be running it themselves is the main point. They're giving over like responsibilities to somebody else to say, Hey, put out our shit on disc. Wow. Hmm. Maybe third party contractors or something. Who knows? Mm. Uh, but there probably won't be any quality control over the, <laughs> the TV. No, I mean, it's, so it's, I don't think it's going away like next year, like they're everybody's like afraid of. But I, I mean, it's slowly going to be peeled back. I mean, it's devastating you know. because I want a copy of uh, Jugular Wine, that vampire movie that no, it's like the movie was never made because nobody can get it printed. And I, I'm convinced that like this doesn't exist because like I've scoured everywhere. Like, uh, you know, I don't condone bootlegging, but you know, I, I know how to. F I know how but, but to. But how do you I save movies, to. right? Like, how do you save movies if 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 no one wants to? <laughs> it's like it's a mission. I, I remember Dave was. Um, can I share the story about how you talked about being like? Uh, God, what is it like indexing old movie? Like, do you remember this, Dave? Like years ago, you had said, "Oh, I'd like to be the guy that like preserves these movies or whatever." Oh, film, yeah, film preservationist. Or... Yeah. So yeah. so it, it's like. The idea of like you, you know, well, it's not like that um, Mandela effect. The movie was real. It, you know, the, the poster work is there. There's old, there's like old message form. I saw one VHS on eBay. The, director. <laughs> the VHS is supposedly on eBay in Spain or whatever. You know what I mean? So, like, and it was circulated at one point on television or something, right? Because how did I see it? I must have watched it on television. Right. Right. So it's one of those things. And like, it's happening to other movies too, right? Like, um, they only put Near Dark, another movie, and we talked about this in, in a vampire episode we had a few months ago, and I'm, I'm on a nostalgia train wreck right now, but I'm just basically saying, like, they only put that on DVD because of Twilight, because they thought it was a similar movie, so like, oh, here's a double feature DVD, bang, 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 but that movie's good enough to stand alone, it needed its own run, but I guess if there's not enough consumers, they figure, like, oh, we're going to lose money, or whatever, I don't know, it's all money, well, you know what's so funny is like I had a similar situation today where um, there's a movie that just popped in my head that I wanted to watch. I haven't seen it since I was uh, younger called Jack the Bear with Danny DeVito. I don't know if anybody's heard of this movie, but I remember it. I've heard of that. And movie. I go, I yeah. yeah. So I'm going like online like, okay, it's not streaming. Any. The one kid was this is a crime, right? 
Well, so Gary Sinise is like a neo-Nazi in it, if I remember right, and like maybe abusing one of the neighborhood kids. All I know is like Danny DeVito's in like a physical fight with a guy that's like three times his size, and he's trying to keep the kids alive, and it's insane. I think it was Gary Sinise that he fought in that. And like Danny DeVito plays like a, a horror movie host, like, you know, like the old school from the 60s, like um, Goulardi or whatever, things like that. Huh. Uh, Anyways, the point is, is I was I was trying to look for if it was streaming anywhere, not streaming anywhere. Um, okay, so I go to some third party like uh, streaming sites that are not exactly on the up and up. Can't find it anywhere. Like the best I can do is if I want to buy it on DVD for like thirty bucks or something because it's like so hard to find. Like right. it's just weird. Like a movie that's not that old is like becoming hard to find. Yeah, it sucks. Um, Maybe you could find it at Suncoast. Under, it feels like a it feels like a scandal, right? You know, the, uh, which brings us to another scandal. This lady Uh-oh. didn't return a, a VHS copy of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and they dragged her into court 20 years later, embezzlement charges. <laughs> Jeez. So they, they meant it when they said, be kind, rewind, or we'll lock your ass in fucking jail. And if it takes us 20 years to catch your ass, we'll Robocop this shit. We'll find you, lady. If you move Was to it? Texas and try to get remarried and renew your license with another name, We'll drive out of Oklahoma, and we'll get you. We'll drag you back, put you in front of the judge. Then you can answer why you didn't pay those late fees and turn in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. This is insane. And the only thing I could think of was, like, how is the government going to justify cashing out all these coins through this whole thing? Like, (laughs) they want their money back? They're going to get it, (laughs) even if they have to charge late fees to get their money back. You know, like, oh man! Yeah. I feel like one of the arguments was the reason our Hollywood video is went under, and and the reason it's not around today is because of this tape, and they're gonna make the butterfly effect like case in court. Oh man! See, I get a feeling like I'm not trying to jump ahead to our movie, but it feels like a lot like the plot of the movie we just watched. Maybe like one video store needs that amount of money to stay alive, <laughs> so they're just <laughs> going after. Uh, Maybe it could be a, like a time travel. Let's see how that is. All right, that's that's it. We kind of dragged on the headline, so yeah, we can uh, we can go to our messages, and after these messages, we'll be right back with the uh, the feature presentation. We actually have an exciting partnership with Amazon Music right now. As Amazon Music influencers, we get to share our Amazon Music, and all they have to offer there's like 70 million songs now. I think actually you get three months free. I thought it was only 30 days, but every time I see the thing pop up on our website, the little banner ad, it says 90 days. So why don't you click that and find out? You're gonna have a all, all access pass to millions of songs, unlimited access to any of those songs on demand without interruptions. You can also l- listen offline with unlimited skips and follow your favorite podcasts like Binge Watchers Podcast. You can just visit getamazonmusic.com slash binge to get started. The other day I was cruising through there and they recommended that I listen to the entire soundtrack from Eurovision Fire Song. And guess what? I did. It was great. Uh, <laughs> you guys remember that movie? <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, uh, it was not anyway, for an Oscar. Uh, if you want to try this out, Amazon Music Unlimited, go to getamazonmusic.com forward slash binge watchers. Um, what else is going on? Uh, let's see. While TV has been a saving grace for many of us, I'm sure by now a lot of you feel like you're caught up on every single show imaginable. If you're tired of scrolling through the same movies and shows and miss the excitement of weekly releases and brand new binge fests, then you have to get Acorn TV. Acorn TV is, of course, the largest commercial-free British streaming service that features compelling stories, exclusive premieres, and originals you won't find anywhere else. 
Acorn TV. There's always something new to discover. It's got hundreds of exclusive shows from around the world, including award-winning mysteries, dramas, comedies, and so much more. And Acorn TV has new releases every week, so you'll never have to worry about running out of content. From production to performances, the series you'll find on Acorn TV are exceptional and refreshing because they're cleverly written, visually striking, and feature renowned actors like David Tennant and Thandie Newton. You'll get thousands of hours of new and thrilling content in Acorn TV just for a fraction of the cost compared to most streaming services. Only $5.99 a month you can check out Midsummer Murders. Here's some keywords for you. Homicide, blackmail, greed, and betrayal. We're not talking about the American justice system. We're talking about British television. That's just a taste <laughs> of what's in this show. <laughs> it's awesome. And the LA Times calls it a must for British TV fans. And I'm, I'm on a level, level with everybody I was ready to leave my Acorn TV subscription behind, and then my cue showed me Midsummer Murders. I was hooked. I'm still there, and now I'm plugged into something called Murdoch Mysteries, which is a little more old school, but it's about, like, turn of the century in Toronto, a bunch of mysteries with the help of Constable Crabtree. Classic. And uh, it's um, Johnny Harris, who's, who's also from uh, Still Standing. Anyway, they're basically saying it's like a, a very inventive twist to history. So, if you're ready for a streaming service that offers new stories, new characters, and breathtaking sceneries every week, you can do what I did. You can get Acorn TV. You can try it free for 30 days by going to acorn.tv. Use our promo code, BingeWatchers. That's lowercase. This is crucial, critical information you need for 30 days free. The promo code is lowercase, B-I-N-G-E-W-A-T-C-H-E-R-S, BingeWatchers. That's a-C-O-R-N-D-O-T-T-V, Acorn TV, with the code BINGEWATCHERS to get your 30 days free Midsummer Murders. Take a look at it. Tell me what you think. Write back to the show and let us know. All right. And now back to our feature presentation already in progress. <clears throat> Tonight's movie. Let's see. I've already forgotten. I talked about <laughs> it. <wasn't> the show. <laughs> it. It has uh, Tom Hanks in it. It's no oh, cap animation. No, that, that'll be the uh, the remake. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the what the hell? I'm like missing a. It's well, it's polar. Um, so there's assassin. We don't know his name in the beginning, but he's nicknamed the Black Kaiser. He's going to go to into retirement, and then his employer's like, "Hey, you know what? Let's take him out because we can cash in on this pension. We're going to pay him. Let's take it back ourselves." So all the younger guys, the assassins and the weirdos, get sent after him. But, of course, the main character is the best. He can fuck with the Black Kaiser. And it turns into like a 90-minute free-for-all of action, guns, uh, scandalous, scandalous sex. But very riveting in its portrayal, I would say. <laughs> and uh, lots of action if that's your thing. So what? Whatever you like. If you like uh, beastly bodies or action-packed explosions, it's there for you. But the story is actually pretty compelling, and it's a good actor. So if you want to take it to the next level stuff and not just be like your bargain bin action movie, it's got more to offer. It's actually probably better than I pitched it. Actually, um, and it was really hard. This is this whole month is like I didn't say I didn't say this at the beginning of the episode. I should have. <laughs> We're rolling into a staff pick month where it's like if you walked into a video store, if they still existed, you would see a shelf with the staff recommends, like a whole shelf of what we recommend to watch, right? Yeah. So yes. 
this month is like our picks. And I wrestled with this internally for so long because the order is screwed up because Nick's not here tonight. He was supposed to go first. I was going to have three extra weeks to try to figure this out. And I had to calm down. I was eating chicken salad. And I go, oh, yeah, I wanted to talk about a movie called Polar that I saw last year briefly mentioned on the show. I even found a clip on our Facebook page where I'm talking about the movie for like 30 seconds. And then I talk about a different movie and I'm like, yeah, I want the guys to watch Polar. But that was after I said, let's watch House Party. Then I said, let's watch the new Mortal Kombat. And then like, let's watch the old Mortal Kombat. Troll and then Hunters I said, was there let's for watch a minute. And what was in there for a minute? What was the other one? Troll Hunters. Yeah. And Troll Hunters was in there. The uh, Norwegian one, the one that's yeah. not the cartoon from Netflix. It's actually about a guy that hunts trolls in Norway. It's pretty good. Um, I can put my stamp of approval on Troll Hunters. I can put my stamp of approval on the Mortal Kombat from the 90s. And I can put it on this movie, Polar, from 2019 with the Black Kaiser. Um, I usually don't like comic book uh, movies, with the exception of like Thor 3. I do like Endgame, unfortunately. I, you know, just like everybody else. Unfortunately. What? <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know, Dave. Did you find any trivia or information about the story that uh, I haven't disclosed? Not, not really. I mean, I, I pulled up some stuff. It's mainly about the director, um, but there's not a lot about this movie other than it was, you know, the Dark Horse comics, which that's not really that much trivia because that's in the you know credits. Um, you know, it looks like Acker, the director Jonas Ackerlin and Mads would like to do a sequel if they get the chance. Um, you know, uh, Jonas Ackerlin. You know, he's a director that's done a few things. Uh, his first movie spun still has the record for having the most edits in one movie with over like 5,000 edits because it's about are not heroin junkies, but speed freaks. So they, they do a lot of like crazy editing with that movie, but um, yeah, not, not a lot of trivia for this movie it's, it seems like a pretty smooth production. Nothing bad happened to report or any crazy stories. <laughs> That we know okay. of. <laughs> that we know of. Right, yeah. It's I, I tried, man. I looked everywhere. Okay, so moving on. Um, as we said, our buddy's not here. And we didn't actually get into an argument. Usually he's the peacemaker and he's got to separate the rest of us. But he's didn't happen. We're, we're all nice and getting along. But um, anyway, so I, I think I mentioned that we're going to play a voicemail from Nick, who's not here tonight. So let's see what his favorite bit has to do with the movie or whatever he has to offer. Let's go to his voicemail. Here's a voicemail Sweet. from Nicky Lates. What's up, my brothers? This is Nikki Lates here. I'm here in the beautiful state of Arizona, and I just watched the movie. And I'm going to tell you, I really enjoyed it. Netflix, some Netflix can sometimes produce some really great stuff and some real crap. And this is some good stuff. I would definitely binge this now. Matt Madison, I'm probably butchering his name. Forgive me, I'm in a car. This guy is in everything now, and it's so cool to see him kick ass, be a great actor, and I'm just I love seeing him in anything. He's he's incredible. Uh, the visuals are great. Everything's great. I say binge this now. Now back to my boys. I'm sorry I'm not there this week, but I'll be back next week. I won't be late. I'll be there, guys. Now let's go to a hot topic from Adam. Oh, snap. Oh, boy. Hot topic. I think he meant to say hot take. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I never take. worked at hot topic. I did uh, go to Suncoast, but I was just a customer. I worked at a Suncoast below a hot topic. Adam, that was your chance to go wild because Nick left the door open for you to like take over and say whatever you wanted and uh, very anticlimactic. 
Oh, my bad. I, I was going to talk about how <laughs> I saw Dave at a sun coast on the East Coast when that was impossible. What? So, yeah. I have a memory of dealing with Dave at the sun coast I worked at. I think Dave might be a clone or he's a time traveler. I haven't figured that out yet. So but, we're not uh, talking about the movie at all, folks. What we're talking about is there was a video <laughs> short called Sun Coast. Dave worked at one in Hollywood. And uh, Adam apparently worked at one somewhere on the East Coast hmm. and thinks he ran into Dave's doppelganger. Do we have time for this a customer. I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to get this movie called Gus the Field Goal Kicking Mule. And uh, oh, wow. Dave, Dave wow. looked it up. It was like $400 on VHS. That's the movie so. you pick? No, no, I wouldn't pick. <laughs> my, no, my uncle wanted that movie. Holy shit. Okay, so uh, we're talking trying about to get Polar, a... which is actually a really great movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's it, talk about it. it Let's go to our favorite bits. Go ahead, Dave. Um. Okay, so this is going to sound kind of screwed up, but uh, I'm an animal lover, but I know when pretend is pretend. But believe it or not, the part where he actually shoots the dog, because it exceeded every expectation I had, I thought he he was given this dog. So spoiler alert, he shoots, he wakes up and shoots this dog. Um, but I had Wait every expectation expectation that this dog was going to be his sidekick. Catchphrase stealing son of a bitch. By catch, I'm a catchphrase stealing son of a bitch. Oh, sorry. Yeah, jo- Johnny's a real spoiler. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> he spoiled uh, Johnny. Spoiler. But yeah, I just I didn't expect that. I thought this dog was going to be there the whole movie. He has a traumatic uh, memory, you know, a, a flashback. Shoots a dog. Unfortunately, he's like, oh fuck. And you know what? I also liked it because there's a better way to spoil the... this part of the movie. Can I jump in? Go for Go it. Go ahead. You ever seen? You ever see um, uh, Eastbound and Down? Yes. Kenny's cutting in. You know what I'm talking about from season four, where he does uh, the scissors. I, no. All right. Whatever. I don't remember that. The bit. dead reference. Okay. Uh, Johnny's cutting in to spoil it the proper way. So, during one of the scenes, he walks by and he sees a girl. She has an adopt a puppy, and he, she's like, "Do you want a dog?" And he's like, "No." He's very firm on the no. And a few moments later, we find out why. He drives home with the dog. He buys the dog's toys. He feeds the dog. He shares some whiskey with the dog. He falls asleep. He has a flashback. He wakes up shooting the dog, then asks if the dog is still alive by calling to its name. And uh, then he buries it. Its name is Rusty. He says he loves dogs with human names. Dave, that's a proper spoiler. Then he burns the book about the dog. <laughs> oh, yeah. He burns every he burns every ounce of the dog ever existing, which is what he does in his assassin life. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I liked it because, you know, usually uh, to show somebody's a villain, you kick the dog or whatever. But like this kind of proves that like, oh, you, you can kind of do that and still sympathize with the guy. Well, or well still look, now I know why he didn't want the dog in the first place, because he had an idea that he might accidentally kill it. And then he did. Right. So exactly. Yes. He was trying to do the right thing. Like, do you think that hooker's son is his son? I think he might mm, be. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Spoiler alert. A, they didn't they didn't give that much they didn't give that much thought in the and movie. Too, so I guess I didn't either. But, <laughs> but, she, but when she says something to him, there's a line where she says like don't he's come around anymore, which like implies that. he he's been there several times, right? So Yeah. Um yeah. anyway, where are we? Uh, well, Adam, Adam, what, you, what are your favorite bits, Adam? But Dave's what? favorite part was the puppy incident. Nick didn't really actually give us a favorite bit, which so he filled in his voicemail, by the way, because he was supposed to tell us his favorite bit. But 
He was trying to set Adam up for some amazing thing. I don't even know what was going on. Oh, no, <laughs> like, I don't know what he was trying. I mean, there was a Johnny spoiler, spoiling extra stuff and stuff without it. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we got, a, I think this movie was trying to set itself apart as a, like the anti John Wick when he shoots the dog. Cause I, th- I think this movie, like if, in, if somebody likes the John Wick, you know, type of genre, then they're going to like this. I, I see a lot of overlap, even though they're, the, the movies are radically different from one another. I didn't realize that this was like going to be a real film or like a real experience until he's in that hotel hallway and he's got the bad guy and he's been trying to drill into this lock uh, the setup that he's pulled. And, uh, and the guy, there's this big guy then it's, that is his hit. And he's, he's, he's got him pinned against the wall and he like, what, what does he do? Nail him against the wall. First oh, he nails yeah. his hands, then he drills his skull to yeah. try to get some information. Yeah. So that he so, also clips so his just, balls. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that before he clips his balls, when he pulls out the uh the drill <laughs> and he's like drilling into the guy's forehead mm. because he's not talking. <laughs> I I was riveted. At that point, I was I was like, Oh, oh snap. Like this the movie jerked me to attention, whereas I was kind of like lazily watching it before that, and then I was really that really captured me. So after that, it was a roller coaster for me. That's that was my favorite scene. <laughs> yeah. See, what do you got? You guys like Johnny that scene? Knoxville gets killed. Spoiler alert. When Johnny Knoxville dies in the beginning, I was on board then. I was like, where's this going? And then he dies. And I'm like, oh, OK. <laughs> right. It was just like that was kind of out of nowhere. Like that was like kind of the psycho moment of this movie. Like, oh, he's not going to be around long. <laughs> yeah. Or, I, so I was cool. I, I like if it wasn't mad if it wasn't Mads portraying the Black Kaiser, the movie probably would have fell flat on its face. It has a lot of cool action scenes. It does some creative stuff with the camera. It's a comic book, whatever. If it wasn't him, I wouldn't care. And this is how much I care. My favorite part of the movie is actually the worst, most gut wrenching part is like when he's being tortured. And you th- and I oh. when I watched this the first time I thought he was gonna die and I know in my I, I know that like doesn't make any sense because you know the hero is not gonna die but I was so captivated when I watched it the first time I was like felt really bad for him and so that's that's either the director the editing or got to be my mad mads <laughs> acting so well that I I'm like afraid for the dude. Well, I mean, it did. It does what movies are supposed to do. I mean, uh, I think it was like Roger. I'm not to get like philosophical, but I think Roger Ebert called the best movies empathy machines. Like you're supposed to care. You're supposed to feel with your character. So it's supposed to feel something. You can by that nature, it it did its job. Got to feel something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You Um, just made me think of another amazing scene in this movie, and it's that hallway scene. Oh my gosh! And I don't want to. That that hallway scene is probably one of the best scenes I've ever seen in a movie like this. I, I don't know of any other mm. scene that has impacted uh, me Actually, like the that. best Halloween scene of all time is in uh, that movie that is also out of print old that you boy. can't find. any. Yeah, old old, boy, the yeah. original Korean version of Old Boy. Yeah. yeah. Which was everywhere for like years, and then all of a sudden yeah, it just dried up and went away. Yeah, doesn't make any sense. Well, I thought of Old Boy mm. uh, when I watched that scene, and I think this scene this scene eclipsed it for me. I'm just going to be honest. I, I, I thought I reminded me of old boy, but I, th- I feel like they topped it. I think we're overcompensating because like, Nick isn't here, but I feel, I feel like we like much further along than we are. <laughs> like it's time wise. Anyway, um, fan service time. 
All right. So let's where we it's fan service. So uh, Mark wants to know when we'll cover more movies like Blob 1988 or Night of the Creeps. So, well, um, you'll get your wish uh, starting uh, in uh, June. We're going to start our summer slash uh, again. So lots of good horror movies all summer long. Yeah. Summer slash is a big deal, folks. It's a very big deal. Like uh, Dave and I were talking about this the other day. Like, that's what I mean. That's what brings the people in. That's what get their asses in the seats. That's what they stay for. Um, probably it's what we're most known for now. But it's a summer long marathon of horror movies. Basically, it's like if you strapped us in a seat in the in hell somewhere and said you're forced to watch these because we're prying your eyelids open, then we stick there all summer. And by the end, it really is. It's like we're sprinting a marathon. It really is. It, but towards the end. You feel it. You really do. You know, (laughs) I mean, this summer, I mean, I think, I mean, I'm not, (laughs) I I mean, I am trying to sell everybody on it, but like in all honesty, like, I think this is like the best lineup we've had. I mean, we were taught, we were putting it together. We're like, no, we don't want this one, but we'll put in this one or this or that. But like, I've seen like out of 12, I've seen 10 of these movies and they're all pretty solid. The ones I've seen and like the two we haven't seen, I hear great things. So I'm looking forward to it. Nice. Speaking of things, I'm taking we can rec- what? No, I'm just saying I was going to taking it serious this year. So, I mean, this year I'm just taking it serious. <laughs> I'm going to watch double the amount of uh, horror movies. Double A is ready to double down on summer slashing. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> it's got to catch up. Uh, okay, so which brings us to staff picks. If you need something to watch, we're going to recommend some stuff. Dave, what do you got for the folks? All right, so I'm going to be a little pretentious this week because um, I don't know, uh, don't have much else to bring. But I sat down and finally watched uh, Dogville, which is a Lars von Trier movie, three hours of like <laughs> Nicole is that the Kidman one where he has just rape every twenty minutes. Oh my god, something like that, basically. Yeah. Um, but what's most interesting, like I don't want to like people to focus only on like uh, Nicole Kidman being beaten and uh, de- degraded for three hours, but. Uh, <laughs> the 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 thing about this movie it feels like a gimmick like i remember i put it off for so long because the trailers made it look like a gimmick but like it has sparse sets it looks like basically a black uh black box stage with like chalk lines of like this is elm street and this is mr hubbard's house or whatever their names are and mm-hmm. they don't have doors but like if you enter a room like they'll have the sound effect of a door like it's very sparse and it sounds like a gimmick and to be honest it is but it worked for me. It felt like you're watching a play. I mean, on like they adapted a play on stage, but like found other creative ways of like, not just being like flat, this shot, this shot, this shot. It, I don't know. I, I really dug it. And yeah, you get to see Nicole Kidman degraded for three hours, but you know, she gets her revenge in the end. Uh, spoiler alert. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's the second time you son of a bitch. Oh my gosh. That's Johnny's job. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Wait, to do horrible things or to spoil? Okay, both. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is going to be like David Stills Johnny's job, or Stills is I don't know. That that movie is uh, <laughs> an interesting it's, movie for sure. It is. He's an interesting filmmaker. Double A. Can you recommend something else to watch <laughs> that taste out of that movie out of our mouth? Oh my gosh, I don't know if you can really. I'm. It's just thinking about it for me is like a downer, but. It's a you good mo- not, movie. Adam, you should not watch that movie. You will not survive. Oh, no, I saw it. it. I've already seen it. It's it's oh. down. It's dirty. Her being tied up to that wheel. Ugh. Anyway, 
Okay, so my movie is uh, a, a like a it's a difficult movie in a different way. It's it's emotional. It's got some religiosity in it. It's uh, Scorsese's uh, Silence, uh, mm. which I which came out twenty sixteen. It's got uh, Andrew Garfield in it. It's got uh, Liam Neeson in it. It's got Adam Driver. Adam Driver in it. Have you read the book? No, 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 I haven't. Uh, the movie uh, I did not. I didn't know what it was. Right. Uh, my my cousin told me to watch it. Uh, so I watched it with uh, a relative and it was an intense experience. And uh, if you want an intense experience that that really puts you in the driver's seat, uh, could you imagine yourself in a position like that of being, uh, you know, someone who believes in something so far uh, as to, you know, cost human life and, and asking you to recant and stuff. It was it was an intense really experience. Mean spoiler here, couldn't I? No, I, I don't want to do a spoiler. <laughs> I just, I just want to say it's a, it, it takes place almost entirely in rural Japan, and for okay, that there's reason two alone. Okay, to summarize this. So, um, Christianity was making its way into Japan. Uh, Japan's ideology was opposed, and Christians were massacred, and uh, that's what it's about. It's about two priests that experience. Christian suffering in Japan. Sure. That, yep. that is a real interesting movie, especially like we don't need to get real religious, but like, I don't know, like there's a disconnect for me because I know Scorsese super religious. He's Catholic. I grew up Catholic and I watched it. I'm like, nah, I, I would have just stepped on it. I would have stepped on the Bible but at this here's point. Here's the thing though. The book is interesting <laughs> because um, the author, if I remember correctly, is a Japanese man who's a Christian who experienced some kind of oppression and then wrote about the history of Christian oppression in Japan. Hmm. So wow. it, it is a really, I mean, it is a fascinating movie. Like if it's, it's a movie that's like worthy of having like a deep discussion, but I don't know if like, well, we don't got forum, time where this is the forum for that. We're but, dragging ass already. It's worth Yeah. It's so well, well, so John, what did you watch? Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I did watch House Party. <laughs> oh, man. I was yeah, to watch too. it. That, then, yeah. Uh, so the reason I did not decide to keep House Party as the staff pick was because it's a lot slower paced than I remember and not as jazzy as I remember. It's very dated, but all I wanted to do was go back to the 90s. I missed the 90s. I wanted to go back for just a little while. And I was like, oh, I'll pop in House Party. I watched it. I recommend it if you want to see what, like, you know, that era of hip hop is like, and actually I was watching Vlad TV, which is a popular YouTuber. And he interviews all these guys. And like, I saw a kid on there talking about how kid and play were on tour with uh funk master flash and, and some other guys. And like the, Oh, the opportunity NWA and stuff like that. And like, they were talking uh-huh. about how kid and play were getting these other guys, these more volatile groups that people were afraid of to go into these like real, you know, suburban areas and like get, get concert venues because kid and play were like considered like the vanilla of, of that whole scene, you know? And yeah. uh, whatever kid was defending their shtick and all this stuff saying like, well, no, we booked the venues anyway and we were bringing them on our tour. There's like some beef or something, but you have, you have to look it up. It's good. It's Vlad TV with kid from kid and play, you know, it's on YouTube. Everybody should watch that interview. Um, what else did I watch? Oh, I'm watching this new thing on HBO Max called Mar of Easttown, which is a little bit like True Detective. Oh, okay. oh wow. Yeah. 
yeah, it's a true crime show and like, well, not true crime, but it's true crime like, you know, you know, you know that thing. Like the new, the new trend is to do a drama that seems like it could be plausible, right? Well, it's oh, just okay. like murder and murder mysteries, or just like, yeah, uh, yeah or like the thing. Murder right she now. wrote, updated. It just sure. started. There's only a couple episodes so far, and mystery is kind of thick because it has that small town vibe where everyone knows everybody. So it's like, well, is the killer hiding in plain sight? Is the killer an outsider? Is the main character blinded by her relationships with the people because they all grew up in the town? Who knows, right? Hmm. So, hmm. Um. Huh. Nick can't ask me about coming attractions, so what are we doing? We actually have a weird show next week. It's kind of cool. Um, a filmmaker reached out to us about coming on the show, which we haven't done in a while. We're going to do it this time because the movie is pretty in- – it's an interesting concept. It's called 15 Things You Didn't Know About Bigfoot from director Zach uh, Lampew. I'm probably skewing his name. But anyway, Zach's bringing um, – you might know him from Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell, which is a – is that a Comedy Central show, Dave? Uh, adult swim oh adult swim have you guys seen that where like it's no. like um, it's like office i actually just started movie. watching it yeah it's kind of funny so yeah I, I i'm i'm started the first season i'm gonna keep plowing along because it's pretty fun actually yeah so as our staff pick month kicks into like high gear uh the timing of dave's pick serial mom from our boy davy here well it's gonna drop on mother's day as it turns out so there yeah you go. So. perfect movie to watch with your mom should I say his cornball ending because he's not here? Oh, we got to talk about the Christian Slater stuff. So Nick okay. did this impression years ago, the early days of the podcast. It was kind of funny, but then somebody mentioned he was going to do it for a full episode. Dave? <laughs> I can't handle listening to that for a whole episode. There's no way. <laughs> Why not? It's not Why not? He, he's out of practice. He's gonna it's no. He's gonna. Good. He's he's getting in practice in Arizona right now. Uh, he's, boy, he's method acting, and his family is oh, already man. turning against him. Wow. <laughs> A psychiatrist. Yeah. We didn't uh, get to do contacted. as many insult comic jokes this time. We really torn him before when he was gone last time, but we didn't really give him a hard time this time. This has been a pretty mellow show, right? This is like well, I think I think we all agreed this time. The last the last time Nick was gone, there was a division of the opinion of the movie, and Nick wasn't there to be on my side because we knew he liked the movie. So, well, I don't uh, think Nick would have been on your side. I just thrown that out there. Well, yeah, I'm just joking. Uh, I'm just... <laughs> I know. I, I think when we agree on the thing, I think that just makes for a mellow show. I guess. Um. And my government oh. joke wasn't that bad. I didn't really push it that hard. Uh, that was good. Off the show, I was making jokes about the government with Adam. And he, <laughs> I think he was like, did you tell a joke about the IRS? And are, now they, are they now up your ass? I was like, oh, that's right. I'm getting audited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, is that how it works? You put yeah. it out in public and then you get on the list. And, uh, and any, oh. any comments about government, that's when Dave gets super quiet. Yeah, I just heard him sigh. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. He's like, "Don't come after me. I'm, I'm, I paid extra." Oh, but, Nick did uh, say he can't, can't wait. He can't wait to listen to the episode. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Can I talk trash about Polar real, real quick? Why would no? You just told us you love the movie. Now you're. Gonna I do love the movie, but I need to talk oh, trash about no, no. It all this stuff. I'm gonna end the episode. You're not talking about no, it. no. I'm talking trash about it. I got one thing wrong with it that I need. You didn't hit click. Okay. So you do correction. No, you do corrections the following week if if they're going to tear oh, your head off. Like okay. I just want to say that there's a shot in there that. Anyway, that's fine. 
I won't criticize. It's wonderful. It's a good show. Go watch it. Very nice. John won't let me talk crap about it. <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, folks, well, thanks for tuning in. Since Nick's not here, I'll do it the old school way when me and Dave used to do it. We used to say like, Hey guys, thanks for tuning in for another episode of Binge Watchers Podcast. Stay tuned for next week. We'll see you again. Love, peace, kittles, skittles, all that other shit. What, what, what do you want to add? Something on there? Taste on the end, Dave? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> it got real. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>